Hello, my name's Claire and welcome to the Loud and Clear Accounting Podcast. This is the accountancy podcast where I answer accountancy-based questions. Now, in this second series, we're going through the questions around getting paid. So that's raising invoices to your clients, your clients then paying you, and then ultimately you paying yourself. So, so far in this series, we've covered all the questions, hopefully, um, around sales invoices. So do you need to raise them? If you do, what do you need to include on them? And what payment terms should you be giving your clients? At the moment, I'm focusing on bank accounts. So we're at the receiving money sort of stage of this series. So I've gone through how to choose your bank account. And in last week's episode, I answered the question of, can you have multiple accounts? In today's episode, I want to talk briefly about how do you deal with changes within your business and how does that impact bank accounts? And in most cases, that's going to be what happens to the funds in your accounts if you've been self-employed and you're now moving over to a limited company. But I will touch upon other changes that could happen in your business as well, whether that's changing the clients that you work with or even just changing your business name. Now, as always, before I get started, I need to do my two quick disclosures. So the first is that I'm a UK-based accountant, so I'm going to be giving advice to UK-based businesses. And the second is that because I'm sat in my office talking to myself, I'm going to have to generalise my advice as well. And to keep the podcast episode short, there are times where I have to simplify my advice as well. So just keep that in mind if you're planning on taking action upon anything that I talk about in these episodes. So that's the disclosures out of the way. Let's get on with answering the question. What happens to your bank accounts if there've been any changes within your business? So the first thing is what happens if you change your business name? So what do you need to do? Well, the first thing with that is it depends on who owns your bank account. So if you're self-employed and the bank account's in your own name, it's not going to matter who you're trading as because it's going to be your own name on the account. So there's not going to be anything you need to do in relation to the name there. However, if it's business a bank account and it's in your business name, whether that's self-employed or even whether that's in a limited company name, you will need to tell your bank account and let them know. Now, the reason for this is going to be, and you've probably noticed if you're paying suppliers yourself already, that a lot of bank accounts now on the app will verify the details of who you're paying to. So if you've changed your name, the client is likely to put your new business name in as the account holder. And that's then going to flag up when they go to verify that details, that it doesn't match what the bank account, you know, your bank holds. And obviously you don't really want that to happen. It's, you know, it's going to make the client a little bit nervous and making the payment. It, you know, ultimately it could just mean that they send you an email and you sort of check, but it doesn't look that great. So if the account's in your personal name and you're just changing who you trade as, not going to make a difference. But if you've got a business account, whether that's self-employed or a limited company and your business name makes up, you know, who owns the account, then I would tell your bank and get that updated. The next thing is if you just decide to change banks, whether that is that you're dealing more with different currencies, whether that's because you find the, you know, the charges are now too high. 
in terms of your bank account, that should just be a case of simply closing one down, opening the other, transferring the funds. The main bit around that is going to be letting all your customers and your clients know that your bank has now changed. So you may, if that's the case, you know, want to keep the two bank accounts running at the same time, just because there may be a couple of clients who forget to change and will pay into your old account as well. But there's no reason why you can't shut one account down, open another, you know, and I went through in last week's episode, have multiple accounts. So if that sort of changes said better deals, needing to do with different currencies, needing a bank that now links to a particular software or anything like that, absolutely fine to do. Just the goal would be to close down old ones when you feel confident to do so and you know none of your clients are going to be paying into it. But in most instances, the change is possibly going to be is if you've previously been self-employed and you're now moving over to a limited company. If that's the case, you do need to set up a new account. As I went through in an earlier episode in series one, if you now trade through a limited company, the bank account needs to be in that limited company name because the limited company is a separate legal entity to yourself. So it's no longer you. So even if when you've been self-employed, you've used a business account, that business account is still in your name ultimately and it's still there. So you will need to have a brand new separate limited company bank account. Now, as I just sort of mentioned on the last point, there may be some clients, especially if they, you know, they're continuing the journey with you, are still going to pay into your sole trade account. There may be some expenses that still come out of your sole trade account, even though you are now trading through a limited company. What you should do is obviously let your clients know they're paying into the wrong account. They need to have the new details. You need to go through all your suppliers and move them over to the limited company. But if anything gets paid into your personal account, what you would hope to do is just literally transfer that money straight back into the limited company. So it just kind of becomes like a slightly sort of longer audit trail because any money you keep in that personal account will need to be treated as though you've taken the money out as income, which you're not going to want to do. That can be a little bit time consuming. It can go on for a little bit sort of longer. I mean, I must admit, I've been trading through a limited company now for about sort of two years and people still occasionally pay into my self-employed account. So I've still got that going in the background, but whenever anyone pays in, I transfer it immediately over to my limited company. But with your self-employed account, obviously any money you've got in there will be taxed through your self-assessment. So you can kind of make a decision of, you know, with your new limited company, are you going to give it sort of a float to begin with? So are you going to say transfer 1,000, 5,000, you know, whatever suits your business into the new account um, to give it some funds to go from? And then the rest of the months in your self-employment account, that's just yours. So you can just take that out, that sort of personal stuff. So you need to keep the two completely separate. So I hope that makes sense. If there's any changes in your business, if it's in the name, you'll probably want to get that updated with the bank. If the bank account is in your business name, whether that's self-employed or limited. If you're just looking at changing accounts, obviously the goal would be to shut down any old ones, but it's absolutely fine to have two running alongside. And then that leads into if you're now moving over to a limited company, what you would want to do, anything that's being paid into your self-employed account, 
and it relates to limited company, move it over to limited as quickly as you can. If any self-employment starts paying into limited company, by the same token, you may want to remove it as well. Otherwise, it'll be just treated as income in through your director's loan account. In next week's episode, I'm going to be answering the question of, can you get paid in different currencies? And equally, can you get paid in Bitcoin? And just a couple of things around that to sort of keep in mind. See you next week. Mm-hmm.